everybody, and welcome tonight to episode number 47, where we have just started off December, and we've got a great show for you. Um, tonight, I'm very, very excited to be joined by with, by with, Brian. Thank you so much for joining me, my man. No, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Let's rock. Yeah, if you uh, get a chance, everybody out there, and uh, have not read some of his very awesome, awesome articles down at Southside Sox, please do that. Um, lots and lots of good stuff. But tonight, we're going to dig deep into, well, we'll see. We'll see where tonight takes us. Um, um, again, thank you for joining us, everyone out there. Tonight, what I wanted to start with was, where do you remember, what's your musical beginnings? The first stuff that you personally remember uh, digging into? That's a really good question. Um, I guess it's not like the first thing I remember listening. I mean, I grew up, I was born in 78. I'm very, very old. And so, you know, there was a lot of 80s music, but I've got two older brothers. And one of them was very much like, you know, there's a lot of Devo, there's a lot of kind of early industrial. The other one was much more hairband. And I liked both of that stuff enough. Uh -huh. um, but this is, this is a cliche for my age, like, REM was the first band that like, I was like, oh, wait, I like this not because Dan or Kevin does, but because I actually like it. Like it was the first time I'm like, okay, this band is doing something weird. I dig it. And then, uh, yeah, that sort of got broke away from the, uh, the tyranny of older brothers, I guess. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, you're, don't, don't ever say that you're old because, you know, <laughs> I'm just a, just a couple years younger than you, 82. And, you know, and so that's why, you know, a lot of just common ground that mm -hmm. we probably found ourselves. Um, yeah, absolutely. What was, what was the first band that you discovered for yourself? The first band that I discovered for myself was Faith No More. Oh, nice. Um, you know, and it, 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 but then it like right around there's when Nevermind's coming out, mm -hmm. you know, Black, like Black Album by Metallica. And then what ends up happening is, is like, my dad listened to a lot of XRT, so then okay. the alternative stuff starts creeping in along with just everything. I've always been, if it sounds good to my ears, I, I like it. So yeah. like all the artists that you mentioned that we'll talk about a little bit, you know, all good to me. You know, I love that music. I like, I love that. I love, I could sit and listen to reggae all night long. I could listen to Motown. I could listen to multiple different varieties and that's, that's why I like doing this show and, you know, and just being able to do that is cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah. XRT was such a, it still is such a treasure. Like, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I get into this debate with people quite a bit. It's like, um, that's the part of me that I'm, I'm very nostalgic. That's the thing is that I love still X, I still love that being able to turn the radio on and they pick the songs for you yeah. as opposed to me picking it and being in charge. That's why even tonight. I like the idea of we're going to talk about things that, you know, it doesn't have to be everything for me. I like sharing. And that's what I think the radio sometimes does. Absolutely. You know, there is complaints. You know, I do understand maybe for some people too many commercials or something, but the DJs and stuff do a good job. And, you know, yeah, it's DJ fun. driven still. And, you know, without commercials, how am I supposed to know what's on sale? <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is a very, 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 very fair point. Um, REM though, excellent, excellent band. I remember specifically being sent to like Best Buy when I was 14 to buy Monster for my Monster. for my father. He's like, go buy the CD for him. All right, man, I'll buy, go buy it. But uh, great band, still. Yep. I think 
the other day, you know, so I saw somebody online posted like 10 of their, their favorite REM songs and deep cuts. Like that's what I am about any band, not the songs that everybody knows. Of course, those songs are okay, but listen to the full album and getting some of those rarer songs. Yeah, absolutely. So you're, you're still an album guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. I love to listen to, you know, everything from the beginning to the end to see it. Because honestly, I did come from a period where I was like, bought the CD, liked the one song, and then never played any other songs. And I regret that because I should have sat and listened to the Toadies, Rubberneck, the full album when I first got it, instead of just playing, you know, the one song that was on the, the radio. Yeah. But then again, I was only like 12 or 13. You know. don't beat yourself up too much about it. I know, I know, I know, I know. That, that's the one thing I always do. And that's everyone, don't, don't beat yourself up. But, you know, it's like. It's like just the other day, I went and seen a Chicago Wolves game at Rosemont Horizon, okay? Oh, no. the, place, the place is half filled. But I looked down at my phone and I imagined all, not imagined, I looked at all the bands that came through there that possibly I could have seen it. I don't know what, what was I doing. And it's that's why sometimes you have to take the opportunity to listen or see. Yeah, absolutely. You a big concert person? You go to some concerts? Been a concert well, I started to again, like I used to, and then kind of stopped. Got, I think a lot of people get into a rut when they're in their 30s or whatever. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, like, actually, I mean, I made a real point of it in like February of 2020. I bought tickets for like 10 concerts that year, and none of them happened. So I, I think <laughs> I might have been to blame, like my optimism for that year. Uh, but then definitely, yeah, started to go go to more and yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's the thing, you know, is 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 is, is you know, sometimes, you know, it, that's how it was for me in my 30s, too. And that's where I talk about, too, is like there were times where I could have been seeing shows. And, yeah. I, you know, I guess I chose to sit inside and watch another cool movie instead. And, you know, <laughs> instead of going, movies are movies are great. You know, we love movies, too. What was the uh, when you were looking at the list of uh, Horizon shows at the Horizon? What, what stood out to you that you regretted not seeing? If you remember anyone. Ooh, I mean, like, I, I mean, looking my first concert was there. It was like Metallica in 96. But like after that, like I was looking down and I was seeing things like the Beastie Boys came through there. You know, I mean, and you're saying to yourself in 98, I was like, if I saw Metallica before that, why didn't I see Beastie Boys after that? You know, it's like those are the type of things. Yeah. But then again, I was also seeing a lot of concerts around then and probably couldn't fit them all in but now i look back and i probably would have rather seen beastie boys than limp biscuit but <laughs> i think that's a that's a big thing for life yeah <laughs> which i just saw today uh they are coming back to uh tinley park with Corey feldman opening up limp biscuit and Corey feldman yeah and there's like three other bands that personally i've never heard of before um <laughs> i don't but uh yeah i was shocked i mean Corey feldman was at riot fest this year um and i saw some of the footage you know, it's ridiculous as you can expect. I thought, yeah, I was, I, I had no idea that he was a musician. And my girlfriend was just telling me about it a couple of weeks ago. And like, he takes it really seriously and everyone else takes it as a joke. And like, that's, there's kind of a tragedy there. It is, it is, yeah. it is. Like it's, Especially if you go, you know, you go watch like License to Drive or something before that, or you yeah. know, one of his, his old movies, but. Um, Boys. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it was one of my favorites. More great music in that too. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. Especially if you like oily saxophone players, <laughs> the music is. Which which I actually the other day saw a really cool Christmas sweater, and it was uh, it says I still believe, but he had like the stocking cap on, and it was like the saxophone. And I was like, 
told my wife, I go, that might, you know, that might not be a bad That's idea fine. to <laughs> party or something like that. But uh, let's let's dig into some of these albums that you picked here. Um, hey, let's do it. Um, you, we got here. This one was definitely this cover right here. It um, is amazing. Do you are you familiar with Squirrel Flower? Uh, not until you introduced me today, and that's what's great about this. Is yeah, we have three of the five that you showed me. I'd heard of the artist and maybe other work, but not this specific album. So oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, it. she um, she actually lives in Chicago now. I did a couple of years ago. She was a Midwest person, um, and yeah, like I ran into her at some you know algorithm something like probably 2019, and she's really young still. Um, but then like. Her first album came out in 2020 and it was amazing. And then this came out in 2021. And like, I don't know if I've ever resonated or recently resonated with an album more. Like it's, it feels like the end of the world. It's not big and crashing. It's sad and sweet. And there's cars on fire on the side of the road and there's droughts and floods. And it's very metaphorical. Uh, and it, I mean, she can wail. She's such an amazing singer, um, such a powerful artist. And yeah, just her songwriting. Like it's been really fun because I think the first song I heard of hers was when she was like 19. And I was like, oh, this is really good for 19. And then the next album came out. I'm like, this is incredible. And then this one. And like to see the evolution of an artist oh, yeah. who's already good and then just keep on getting better and better. And it's just, I listened to this a thousand times in 2021. Like it was just astonishing. You know, and that's, you know, when I first heard it, that's kind of, you know, it's one of those things where I want to listen to more. I want to listen to more. I want to, I want to dig into more and, knowing that she's that young and knowing that we got so much more albums and you know where's this journey going to take i like i always think of that with artists totally yeah it's it's very cool and like i don't know it feels like a, a movie unspooling backwards sort of like there's it feels like you're watching something strange and it, it's unsettling to listen to but really beautiful too yeah so i'm just i'm a huge fan of hers and seen her in concert a few times first concert i saw after the like pandemic was this album release show like the day it came out for planet eye and it was really cool have you been to uh, sleeping village on the no North? no i haven't it's a great cool. little venue very small probably seats i don't know 150 or something sometimes they open it up for like band stuff good really good bar attached to it it's on belmont oh, great place to see a show yeah sleeping village it's yeah yeah if you you know when you hear awesome things let me know i'll definitely it sounds like if you get to see an artist like this that you know up close and that i mean that's 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 really the type of venues when you there's a lot of uh artists when they start off that's kind of when you want to catch them you know yeah if you don't want to see them when they get into the into bigger places but yeah it's like it's like you see you follow a kid in their college career and then they go pro and you're, you're like, oh, <laughs> nice, you did it yeah that is that is absolutely true. Um, so you said you saw her a couple times. Where there? Did you see her both times there? Or? Uh, one other time was at the the Metro. Uh, oh. she opened, I don't even remember who she opened for. It wasn't a band that I knew or particularly cared for. I think. I, but I they, think but still, you went out and seen her when she opened yeah. the Metro. Yeah, that was neat. Like, okay, now you're playing at the Metro, and now she's on like a world tour. I mean, you know, smaller event, but still, like, it's not Taylor Swift or anything. But it's neat oh. to see. It's great to see like recognition and. Anybody willing to go out there, and especially as you said, her her age, willing to put themselves and their art out there for people to see. Yeah, you know, during especially during some of these times when people going out to see them too is, is good too. It's awesome that you went to and seen her because 
as we just discussed a little while ago, you know, you could have chosen not to, and you would have gained the awesome insight to share about the concert. Well, thank you. You know, and that's, that's yeah, got a great album. And it's another one that I think that uh, as, you know, as I progress more, just going to keep talking about her and try to share what she's doing. That's she's awesome. Really so, you're, so you're so ecumenical. You're so open to things. I love that. Well, that's, that's, I, I, I hearken back myself to a time when honestly I wasn't. I'll never forget this. This is, I went on a date with a girl and we went and seen 28 Days Later. I don't know why, but the first time I seen the movie, I don't know, it didn't resonate with me. And I got in the car and I just started complaining and complaining. And, complaining. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, do you ever not complain about a movie? And right there, I'm very like, oh, oh, whoa, I, I am? I'm complaining too much, me? And then I don't do And then I change and not do that. You know, it's the same thing with music. Like, I remember being like, oh, you got to open up. And that's why I love, now I'm taking it all in. And honestly, it feels a lot better than being that closed off person when I was like in high school or something. Yeah, totally. You know, and uh, next up here, though, we got this one. Definitely really cool here. This uh, is, yeah. Uh, yeah, this came out this year. Um, I don't know that much about Jonathan Bree, who's in another band. Um, for a while, he's very Gen X-y. Um, this, it, like the first time you listen to this, it feels like he's just kind of doing a riff on 80s music. Um, you know, very much like new wave type stuff. Um, fun. Which is fun, but then it's, it's so much better than just like an homage. Yeah, like the songs are deep. They're weird. They're really sad. They're all about loss and feeling. Um, how can I put this? They're about. It. It's not nostalgia necessarily. Well, it sort of is nostalgia actually. If you think of nostalgia as a sense that like, the awareness of death, yeah. which I think nostalgia really is like you're not. It's not just loss, but the idea that you're never going to regain that, yeah. um, because there's a there's a there's a there's an end to the story. Um, and that's how his songs all feel. Like he knows that the stories are going to end, even with relationships, with life, with anything. And they're sonically really cool. Um, like they just sound like nothing else. And I saw, I actually, we saw him at Sleeping Village, speaking of that earlier this year in the oh, summer. Wow. They dress us like that. Everyone in the yeah, back. Yeah, so I was looking at the things and the art. I mean, just the the overall presentation. I was, again, you're it, sometimes different things draw you in for artists. And I thought it was yeah. kind of a cool, it was definitely different for-, for So yeah, like they all had like this stocking thing on their face during the show, everyone in the band. And it it looked really cool, but it also worked as like, there's this kind of distancing from the emotions because mm -hmm. you couldn't see in their faces, even though the songs were really emotional. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just, it's one of those cool things where it's like, they're making cool music, they have an aesthetic, they have a vibe, they're, totally committing to the bit because most musicians, you know, you want to see their faces. They, they like having their face out there. That's how you publicize yourself. But this is just total commitment to whatever weird path they want to go down. But that's, you, you said it best there. I mean, that's, I've spent days thinking about the topic in which you, you stated from the beginning, you know, that idea of loss and the ending and the ending of things just from experiences and, listening and hearing from other people and definitely they do it very well like you stated it's definitely i think a, a, a great um that mixed with their overall presentation i think they ace that definitely yeah there's this one song on it uh will all be forgotten i think is the title and 
like you say, you know, hey, don't worry, don't worry about things. Don't work so hard. Don't kill yourself. We're all going to be forgotten. And like when he sings it, it sounds kind of heartbreaking, but it's inspiring too. Like, well, it's like, honestly in the yourself. last couple months, that's where I'm trying to be. Like, yeah. you don't have to take things so seriously because, you know, you know, we got to enjoy it. You know, and that's why sometimes you, it's a good way to, it's a good way again put into the presentation of music to to share that idea. Good. I'm glad I'm glad you're feeling that way. That's it's, it's, you know, it's I mean, what when that's the thing is it, it, I imagine when doing the show and talking about because I've I'm here already in these episodes I've talking about so many different things, but I draw my air comes like online a lot because what'll happen is that I like so much stuff that I'll end up arguing with somebody with somebody who I like their music, but I end up trying to pick something bad out about a band I like just to prove my point that let's say another <laughs> band isn't, you know, and it becomes yeah, ridiculous yeah. because again, yes. you know, as growing up, like I've seen Depeche Mode m multiple times live. Have you really? Oh, nice. You know, and hearing, you know, as you said, that, that into that eighties, just a little bit, I just need to have just it's like chips and salsa. Just give me just a little bit, and I'm I, I'm good. And that's why um, they definitely did that very very well. And I have definitely heard of this next artist, which if you want to go ahead and introduce, actually that's a fantastic introduction to it because like this is one of the reasons I love this album, uh, Magdalene by FK Twigs. Like I had heard of her; she had some mainstream, you know. I'm not so plugged in that I know what everyone likes. So I, my basic metric is like how many people are listening to you on Spotify, mm -hmm. you know, it's just got like 3 million. So not like the biggest, but still much yeah. bigger than a lot of musicians. And like, this album is so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's dissonant and jangly and like sounds come in from all sorts of angles and like her voice slides through things. And it's just uh, like the song fallen angel or, or Magdalene, um, just the whole bunch of them just sound like things are breaking all over the studio. And like, it's really cool. It's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I heard of her. She's got some, she does a song with Kanye that was really popular. I don't even remember which one it was. It's my bad, but like, it's really cool when to realize that people, the cool thing on music now is that you're not bound to a genre. And mm -hmm. like, I think when I was like in my thirties and in a rut musically, like I was just like, oh, well, no one's doing good stuff now. Yeah. Well, regardless of where the industry is, like people are doing such cool shit now because they're not bound by anything. And like listening to this, I was like, all right, this is a person who had some limited mainstream success and made a really weird album, made yeah. a very difficult to listen to album, which is just inspiring. Like, I love that. I love that people taking risks. And that's the cool thing about music. Well, that's that's, you know, um, you know, talking about earlier, you know, the Devo. You know, I mean, you know, you know, even just a little taste of Devo is enough for me to be like, okay, what's something really crazy that you can do and stretch and stretch it? And, you know, definitely, um, you know, they do that. And definitely she's in a couple movies, too. She's going to be in the new Crow. Is she really? Well, that's cool. Yes. She's going to be playing uh, the, uh, the star. She's going to be the female lead. She's going to be playing Eric's fiance. Oh, that's awesome. To uh, Bill Skarsgård, which until just about a couple minutes ago, I did not realize that. But it's cool that acting, you know, also as an actress, too, you know, you could do yeah. multiple stuff, have these awesome albums and, and do these really cool 
sets and then also act in some some other stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll see that. You know, and that's, you know, really, really cool. And it was another really awesome pick. Um, just like this next man. I mean, this next man doesn't need much introduction. And that's why when you had him on the list, I've been wanting to talk about him on this show since I started. So as soon as... There we go. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned him, I was very, very excited. I mean, look at me. Look at the hat. I'm clearly a Tom Waits, I'm clearly a Tom Waits fan. I mean, there's just predisposed to it. We were talking about nostalgia. This is the most nostalgic album I've ever heard. Like it just, it's so aching and sad and it feels like a broken wagon wheel rolling down the road and, uh, you know, just sepia toned. And this is just him following. I mean, he, I know he's come out with like probably four or five albums after this, but this felt like a culmination of everything he's done. So yeah, tell me, tell me what, what, what are your, what are your weights thoughts here? Uh, well, first, you know, I have to say that my introduction to Waits was actually on the film side. Um, he's got a really, um, I'll never forget, it was, I was in eighth grade, and like, I think my parents went to parent-teacher conference or the working or something, and I watched the movie Shortcuts. You ever see that movie with Robert Altman? Yeah, absolutely. And he's in that movie. And I'm like, I didn't know he was a musician for like a couple years after, and then it's, you go back and you know, I it's I you know I got really started really on that debut album and then just kind of keep you know working till we get to this point in his career and just awesome you know yeah, very he, diverse so um, yeah you know I think what he is is you know in a lot of ways he's 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 a lot of things a lot of artists want to be yeah you know what I mean and I'm I try not to on the show mention negativities about other artists and I won't mention the ones that I think are he could be better than, but he is better than a lot of artists who try to do the same, a lot of the same stuff he does. Um, he's mixes a lot of, you know, I like, especially, you know, he could get a little jazzy, he could get a little country, he could get a little bit in different genres, you know, and mixed with his voice. I think he, he's, he's bar none. Great. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree very, very well put. I mean, Salman Rushdie called him the last troubadour, which I really yeah. like. I mean, I think that, yeah, you know, the early stuff, you know, the island years, you know, that kind of crying in a bottle in the bottle yeah. stuff is fantastic. And then he moves to like the weird junkyard, just pulling things from everywhere. Um, there's this strange soundscapes as his voice just even gets, oh, more. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say at one point I took up smoking in the hope that I would sound like <laughs> there. But, but yeah. But, you know, um, I'll never forget when I was like, oh, it was. 17 i worked at a gas station and i'd smoke like ultra 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 lights just so i look cool <laughs> and i still because like personally i've done like i've done a handful of, of stand-up comedy shows and oh, really? I, I, i'm a really that's that's where i would love that's where i would love to uh that's where actually this is all hopefully practicing to more that kind of stuff because awesome. you know it's it's music, humor, it all goes to that same place to try to make people feel good when they're not when they're not feeling, you know, the best. And definitely, you know, as you, you stated about the cigarettes, I thought it was oh, it'll look cool, man. I'll look like, you know, the old guys in the eighties who would hold the cigarettes and stuff like that. But you know, uh, I get it, man. So we all try to do things to to emulate these awesome stars like Tom Waits because he is really, really cool. Just like 
Lee Moses. Lee Moses, man. This, yeah. this, this is this is an album, my friend. This yeah. is He's a really it, good album. His voice, it's got that like just oh yeah. It's sort of high pit, you know, it's not like the kind of deep soul. I mean, actually, yeah, let me get back to that. Like it's not that sort of deep soul that it's Sam Cook or anything like that. Like it's it sounds like it's coming right from like his from here, and it's just this kind of wailing list, but it's so powerful. And uh, yeah, this opened me up to the genre of uh, like deep soul, which is not quite the same. The soul from the north. I mean, there's some there's some Sam Cooke. There's you know obviously Stax was a lot of southern soul, but there's this kind of much more gospel tinge which he does. Yeah, um, that just sounds like someone just wailing. I mean that uh, if loving you is a crime, I'll always be guilty. Is one of my favorite songs. And it's a cool thing too. And I love about this is like, yeah, I mean, he brings in there's some funk elements. There's a lot of church elements. There's, you know, a lot of kind of early R and B stuff. Um, but what I love about this is like, this guy rules. His music oh. is so good, and you know, never quite needs made to it. be heard of. Needs to be heard of more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why uh, hopefully I'll we want to spread the word because this is again in my wheelhouse of. You know, you just mentioning Sam Cooke out loud, you know, I could go on forever about just that whole, you know, what, the day that I, like, discovered stuff like the Isley Brothers. Oh, my God. You know, is the day where I was like, you know, but the thing about me and a lot of people do is they shed the old stuff. Like, that's the thing is I've always tried to keep it, too. It's just yeah. that at the moment I like this the most. And maybe the Who might come back sometime later down the road. But right now they're like, you know, way, way down here, but I'm not going to talk bad about them because, you know, but Lee Moses is really good at, at, at bringing, like you said, that, that, that soul, awesome. you know, that, the, you know, that all around soul. And yeah. And it's really, like real good record. It's really good. Record. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, there's so many people who made such good music that you never heard of, but that's also exciting. I mean, not for them, it's sad for them, but like, you're never going to run out of things to listen to. You're never going to run out of new things to hear. So yeah, you hear a guy like Lee Moses, and you're like, oh my gosh, now I'm going to listen to nine albums that his record label, not his record, the people who put him out, put out, and just keep finding all these new things. And oh, yeah. yeah, I just absolutely adore him. Um, that's, you know, what about uh, 2023? What was your, some some good stuff that you've, anything new this year that, that sticks with you that you could say, oh, this was a, a good album? I mean, that pre-code Hollywood is definitely there. Um I really like this one called uh, Follow the Cyborg by Miss Grit, M-I-S-S Grit. Uh, like, that was weird and cool and very strangely mechanical, but really emotional. Um, just, I, I can't, I hate saying what it's about, but, you know, it just felt like we're, you know, increasingly mechanized and just what it still means to a human in that. Um, and just sonically really awesome. Uh, do you know The Veils? Yes. Uh, they had an album that came out, which is just so perfectly plugged to like my particular sensibilities. Um, like the song Time, all about how it just, you know, time is a monster, time is this. And there's a line, uh, time is pulling me slowly from everyone I love. And I'm like, oh, I mean, that's, if I wrote a book, that'd be like the epithet in it. Like, that's just, that's like the summation. Um, not not ten minutes before I came on, on here, I'm having a conversation about time. So it's crazy, you know, because that's time is my, I you know I, I could, it's like a movie. I mean, I could write a movie script just about time and and ah. I mean, time is yeah, time is. That's why when you said yeah, you know what? That's 
when you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I can do this right away. I go to myself, you know, thank you. You know, thank you for taking, you know, 30 minutes because time is precious these days, my man. And that's why having a good time sharing music. I really appreciate that. No, I appreciate you, man. This has been great. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, earlier in the week you had mentioned uh, Weird Al off the deep end, which honestly, that's what sparked this is I remember I was like, man, I've wanted to talk to you for a while. And you honestly, you came back with a paragraph and, and I'm like, yes, yes, you were absolutely right. Because I remember exactly what you said and when it came out and all the importance to this and all the other albums that, you know, we've talked about. You know that's 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 what's that's what's cool about music is that it resonates. Um, it does, yeah, it, it's it's the what would be I mean it's the obvious soundtrack to your life. Not even a metaphor. It is. <laughs> I mean, I remember this is a. I remember being. Uh, I was a junior, and then there was someone in this class I was in. I don't even remember what the class is, but he was a senior, and he just had dyed hair black. And I was like, oh, well, I'll talk to him. And what kind of music is he like? And then he's like, next thing you know, he brings me this tape with like Bauhaus and Kill Hannah and like all this stuff like that. And honestly, next thing you know, within three or four months, and I brought another buddy with me, but me, him, and we go see Kill Hannah at the Metro. And it's like, because I opened up to this guy next to me and I, and honestly, I'll never forget, you know, other kids were judging. I was like, you know what? What music does he like? And that, to to this day, I find it to be, you could be anywhere. And, man, you could should be able to resonate through music, movies. We could, you know, me and you, we could spend hours talking about movies. Um, what's your, uh, what's some of your favorites that you've seen recently, movie-wise? You know, I'm going to be honest, this has been a down year for movies for me. I haven't really watched anything. Uh, yeah, there's not, it's, it's been a down one for me how about past movies what's one of your give me a couple of your faves of all time yeah uh this is gonna be bleak but for whatever reason today i was thinking a lot of children of men oh okay no i I'm Owen. I take yeah, that i mean that just that movie, movie, it's again great point i get the point and that's I, the scare one, Ravenous from 1999. Oh, Ravenous is good. Guy Pierce, good. Yes, it's. Oh so yes, good. and yeah. oh, is it Robert Carlyle, right? Carlyle and uh, oh, who's the angry blonde guy? I can't remember. Yeah, I can never remember his name. He was great in Justified. Just an awesome dude. Oh uh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Jeffrey Jones is in. Yeah, great movie. Oh, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Who's Harry Crumb? With John Candy was on yesterday, and oh, and. Jeffrey Jones was in that, and I started laughing. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about again movies is it's it's when we were at that age younger. I'm just picking up on movies, movie, 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 music, 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 and that's what's cool, man. You know, it has allowed us to have this amazing conversation tonight. This I really appreciate it. Oh, this has been great, Tony. Thank you so much for having me on. This is yeah, no. Hopefully, maybe uh, you know, in a month or two, we can come back and we could do part two. Absolutely. Anytime you want. I'm awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us again, everybody, please check out his work at Southside Sox and everything else that he is awesomely doing. Anything else you'd like to share that you want anybody to know about or good? Uh, I'll have uh, some book reviews coming out. I like to write mostly about books. I'll, I'll be posting on, on Twitter yeah, and we'll share them. So please awesome. look out for that and um, everything else. So everyone out there, 
please keep on rocking. We really, really appreciate you tuning in and all of your support here at the Sadistic Penguin Studios. Um, and we will talk to you again soon. So everyone have a good night and please take care. And remember, everyone out there, you need to do a couple things. You need to buy some Tom Waits. Okay, that's no, that's that's number one. And uh, number two is um, you got to see some Tom Waits movies. Yes. You know? Yes, definitely got to do those two things for us. Yeah. Have a good night, everyone. And take care. Thank you.